episode of the Ever Black Podcast is brought to you by Death Wish Hot Rods and Customs. Check out their Instagram for all their new t-shirts, caps, beanies, cups, and the all-new Atomic Death lineup. And I love your t-shirt, by the way. Oh, I bet. an absolute ripper. Yeah. Yes. And he's up here. There he is. He's up there. Yeah, I just, I'm actually about to take, to, comes tomorrow, I think. Um, I've got almost the full collection of EVH guitars. Oh, dude. Uh, I've, I've got the black and white stripe one arriving tomorrow. I've got the the shark, the EVH shark. Yeah. I've got the the 5150, the, you know, the red one, and I've got yeah. the black and yellow one. And then I've just got to get the Frankenstein and I've got the collection. <laughs> and that's so good. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. love Van Halen, man. It's, yeah, I was real oh. me when he passed away. But, uh, oh, same, man. Yeah, that, that was, that hit me as, as much as, um, I guess, like Kurt Cobain, you know, that sort of thing, you know. But Eddie, Eddie Van Halen's my all time favorite guitarist, and Van Halen's probably my all time favorite band. So there you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah. And yeah, every, before a show, before I play any show, I'll uh I'll chuck in uh the headphones and my my yep. get going is 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 uh Van Halen. Roth. Roth is my Yeah, my you're Yeah, see I'm a Hagar man. Oh, yeah. I'm a Roth man too. Like you oh, know, yeah. I love a lot of the David Lee Roth stuff, but uh, um you know, I'm a, I'm a Hagar fan for sure. Man, it's it's one of those things where Hagar's the voice, but uh you know, Roth's the showman, the <laughs> the, yeah, the, oh, I guess that's. I don't know. They're both the best of both worlds, as they say. You know. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's that's, that's right, man. That's it. But uh, anyway, man, uh, it's uh, great you could join us on the show, man. Thank you for joining. Thanks for having me. Um, I apologise for being a little late. I to because I live up on um in Black Mountain and Sunshine Coast with terrible internet. That's a restart my modem. So if I was late, I apologize. Oh, good brother. All good. We'll, we'll work <laughs> it out. We'll work it out. But uh, <laughs> also the new Super Heist album, MM, MMXX, which is 20 yeah. Roman numeral, uh, it is. is out this week on July 1st. And it's a great album, man. It's, it's you know, it's got some of the best of, of all Super Heist throughout the years. Thanks, man. Yeah, that's oh, kind man. of the goal, you know, like, we, we wanted to um, make a record that really paid homage to the, the history of the band, but also took us, I guess, into another realm as well. And I think mm. we've achieved both of those. 100%. It's, it's meaty too. Those guitar tones. It's meaty, oh, yeah. yeah. It's meaty, yeah. We've got the eight strings going. Yeah. yeah. Nice and fat. See, that's it. I like. That's what I like so much about it, I think, is because it's, you know, it's got that modernized real boomy guitar tone but it's also got all those great elements from you know i'll show you something here i was going to show you a bit later but i don't know if you can see that i can this is from a very very long time ago from when i was a young lad and uh yeah you guys signed that many many moons ago and i've had it ever since so it's one was that ep that kind of i guess put us on the map you know we'd made a bit of a name for ourselves before that in the Australian underground in the in the metal scene, yeah, the grindcore scene, believe it or not, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and then we kind of 
that was the record that we kind of turned a switch, you know, and said, you know, like we love metal, but we want to be heavy and we want to be on the radio at the same time. So we kind of, you know, we, we deliberately, you know, created a more commercial version of Super Heist and, and that record really, um, it got us on the radio for the first time. That's yep. what's got us our record deal and our manager and all that sort of stuff. So it was a real pivotal moment, that EP. And, and you know what, man? And as that's what I was saying before. I can, I can hear elements of that in, in this new album as well. I can see it. It's, well, I mean, it's you, but also there's that more yeah. guitar. There's, the, you know, the eight strings and it's heavy and you've got Sankey doing his thing too. Um, yeah. And it's, you know, you're also fronting the band now too, vocally. How was yeah. it switching over to that? Well, it was, it was a, a challenge, you know, like mm. we, um, we decided to go to go it ourselves um, after the after Zeke left in um, 2019, and we thought, well, what are we going to do? You know, we're going to search for another vocalist. Or, you know, what are we going to do? Ring John Sankey and try and get some phone numbers of some American guys and see if we can, you know, do something special or you know. And then we just thought, you know what? I think the best way to move forward is for us to learn how to do it ourselves. Mm. We know how super high should sound, and and we'll be able to, you know, we, we won't have that you know it's a big deal losing a front man you know it's not easy like you know a lot of bands wouldn't survive that you know we've made a habit of it you know like three lead vocalists and we just don't want to do it again so we figure you know we're not going to quit we're, we're not going to throw in the towel we'll just keep making music like this hopefully the fans they dig it and and they'll follow us for the next few records as well 100 percent Hundred percent. I reckon, like I've heard it, man. It's it's really really good. And as a vocal you, myself, I know that we are an absolute pain in the ass. So, <laughs> so you know, I think it's. It, I love the direction you guys have taken. You've taken it on board, and you've 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 not, as you said, you know exactly what Super Heist is meant to sound like. You know exactly the direction yeah. we go. Um, yeah, man. I I really can't wait to see what you guys come up with next. But in yeah. regards to the album title 2020, you know, that's there's a lot to unpack there, you know, the Roman numerals. But I mean, it, it's a significant year, a big change in the world, but also personally for a lot of people. And other than the obvious, how, how does it play into the record's themes and, and concepts for you? Well, you, you hit the nail on the head. You know, there was a huge change in the world that I noticed in 2020. Hmm. And, um, you know, it, it, it kind of made me think why, you know, why why are people's attitudes changing in this direction and that direction, you know, depending on, you know, what your belief system is or and how you impose that on other people and how you react if they don't take it on board the way that you thought they were going to. Mm-hmm. There's just a shitstorm everywhere you look, you know, and that, you know, that, that turned into, you know, we had, you know, medical mandates and, and you know, there was people that were for and against that and you know and, and if you're against it well then you you know you're ousted you know you couldn't have a voice you couldn't have an opinion without backlash and that that's to me is not the world that i want to live in you know i, I want to live in a world where y- your opinion is is wanted and and you and discussions are had and and outcomes um are brought upon by um you know mature discussion from both sides and that just has gone out the window. It's just completely gone. And and 
I hope we get it back because it's kind of shit without it, right? Yes. <laughs> it's complete fucking insanity, dude. <laughs> yeah. And the, the record, you know, it's pretty much just our observations mm. of that, you know, and of what we've, of what everybody's been through in the last two years. And, you know, and it's not coming from a conspiratorial uh, standpoint. It's, it's coming from one of, of question and, and um, intrigue, you know, and disappointment, yeah. you know, and I guess also hope that, that things will get better. It seems like things are still batshit crazy, but are getting better in a lot of aspects with traveling and, and being able to see shows and, and the creative side. We're still dealing with a lot of that. I mean, obviously you watch the news, but, uh, you know, it, it's, I don't know, man. Well, that's my thoughts on it anyway. I think there's definitely a light at the end of the tunnel, but it's going to take a little while for humans to get there. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, the key issue is, you know, is tolerance you know and that and that's you got to be tolerant of everybody and you, you can't just be tolerant of one group and not of another you mm. got to find understandings of of the whys and why nots about what they do you know and not just jump to the conclusions that the media uh wants you to to go with you know yeah, and, yeah. you know they're just they're just disgusting you know the mainstream media is just disgusting it, 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 it's criminal i'll leave it there it's criminal it is 100%. I totally agree with you. But uh, what about, you know, the band's spread out all over the place at the moment. You know, you've got one dude over in the States. Yeah. But, uh, how was it putting the record together with everyone separated like that? Obviously, you can do stuff like this with Zoom, but there's something about teaming yeah. with cats in a room, you know? Well, believe it or not, that this entire record was written, recorded, produced, mixed, mastered without any one of us being in the same room at the same time. Like it, it, it was all done. Well, you couldn't because, mm. you know, for the, for the most part of making this record, you know, the actual bits where you need to be in the same room, you, all the borders were closed. You couldn't travel, especially Kiri. He couldn't come here. I don't, I don't know if he still, he might not still be able to come here. I'm not sure, but it, it's, you find ways and, and mm. we just, you know, we would, we've all got pro tools or logic at home. And, you know, we've all got the ability to use these machines and, you know, we would just swap ideas, you know, send them via WeTransfer and communicate via text and messenger. And, and we basically produced the record, the entire record like that. You know, even the, the main takes are all done by yourself in your own little room recording yourself because no one else could. Man, I gotta say, for that, it, it's come out really good. <laughs> Consider yeah, it, it almost you sounds like we're all playing in the same room, but I can assure you, we are not. <laughs> Talking about that, I mean, you know, have you guys? Well, most of you guys gotten into a room together since. And well, yeah, well, we we shot a video um, for Destination Unknown, which is the the next single, which comes out one. Um, on Thursday, right? Um, and then the album comes out on Friday. So Destination Unknown was filmed in Brisbane. Um, and uh, we, that was the first time that we'd all been together um, since the last tour in 2019. So it's, it's extraordinary, isn't it? Like I've caught up with Simon because I just happened to be over in South Australia for, for business reasons. Yeah, yeah. Caught up with Simon. But I hadn't 
seen Sankey uh, since then because he's been he's taken up a, a new career as a more uh, a mortuary uh, manager or so he, he does like you know deals with dead bodies all the time. That's his that's his new gig, right? No so way! It's amazing. <laughs> we call him the we call him the Undertaker. He's doing really well at it. You know, like he's yeah, a promotion yeah. after promotion. He, he was born to meddle with the dead. It sounds like so. <laughs> That's Sankey, and he was in the Northern Rivers. So, so I couldn't get from Queensland to him because the New South Wales border was closed. Yeah. And so we, we literally hadn't seen each other. So we filmed Destination Unknown in Brisbane, and I got to catch up with um, Sankey and Simon, but unfortunately, Kia wasn't able to make the trip for the video. So we've got a stand-in Kia in the video, which is our good mate Steve Thompson, who you may know from such bands as Horrorwood Mannequins yes. and his new country, his new country whiz bang band, which is the Ten Ton Tinnies. You got to check them out That's if right. you want to if you want some good country rock. <laughs> That's awesome. Plug in. I, I got a plug in because he's, he he did a, a whole day in the video for free, so did, yes, I got to give him a plug. <laughs> well, it about, was great. It was really great. It was great to see the guys. It really was, mate. What, what about touring? I mean, how's that sort of? I'm, I I know you is over overseas, but are, are you looking at like 2023 doing doing some yeah. stuff? Yeah, we're gonna do. We, we've got we've got all the 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 um, irons and the fire for Heist Fest 2. Um, so we did yeah. Heist Fest 1 a few years back with um, uh, 36 Crazy Fists yeah. and Crosses to Collapse and, and a bunch of other great bands. Um, and so we're talking to an American band now about doing something April, May for Heist Fest 2. So uh, we'll be putting that together over the, the coming months and make some announcements. Uh, we won't play before that. Yeah. What band's that? Um, I can't say. <laughs> oh, almost. So very close. Very I'll, tell, close. I'll tell you when you, when you oh, turn the camera okay. on. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Awesome. Well, uh, I mean, that's that's why I saw you live. I think the last time was a shark bar. That was. Yeah, that, that was it. That was the first show of um, Heist Fest. <laughs> Yeah, 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 that was awesome. But I, I mean, I first saw you. I showed you this before. I mean, I first yep. saw you guys way back at the Trocadero in Surface, another venue that's no longer there. Yeah, I remember the Troc, that big high stage. Yeah, um, yeah, I remember the Troc. Yeah, Man. I remember that gig actually. I, I remember that specifically because the next day, all our merch got stolen. What? We lost about we lost about a dozen giant boxes of merch got stolen out the back of our van. So I remember that show very well. Was it not with Sunk Lodo, maybe? Sunk Lodo, was it 28 Days as well? No, it was one, maybe it was 28 Days. Yeah, it was 28 Days. And um, yeah, the next day, yeah. all our merch got stolen. So I remember it well. <laughs> did you ever find the bastard who did it? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, man. That's shit. No, but I have seen, I have seen um, you know, the odd uh, super heist hoodie red super high hoodie from back then in a in a second hand store but that may not be because it's stolen mate <laughs> that's a, that's a dick move that is a real it's really thing. crushing when you see your own merch in a in like a salvo store it's like oh my god <laughs> this is embarrassing but i mean 
that that too. I remember that show was like I I, I remember I, I don't remember a lot because it's a long time ago and there's been many beers since then. But I remember that show was just a really really good show. It was a Sunday, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. Did someone not get injured? Do you recall that? No, I just I was just fucking. Some kid dude. fell off the stage or something. No, really? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I just just got vague memories. <laughs> and I know. See, I I just remember going there, and I remember raging, and then it's like end scene, <laughs> you know, insert yeah. frames. But uh, it was yeah, it was a really really good show. But I'd seen you you guys heaps after that too. But that was like the first time, and I mean yeah. you guys just absolutely just took over the took over the country, took over the world. Uh, I mean, and when the prize recruit dropped, that just that was insane, man. Yeah, that, that was a, a, a great moment for Super Heist. I think, I guess we would call that the pinnacle of, of what we managed to achieve in our career. You know, so we had, you know, we had, um, you know, we're on the cover of, you know, all the magazines and, yeah. you know, be recognised in the street. And, and you know, it, it was it was good. You know, we, we had managers and we had, you know, record, you know, company people and, you know, it was it was cool. You know, it was an exciting time, you know. What was it? We, we, we still have a great time now anyway. It doesn't, oh, it doesn't matter. That's fine, yeah. But uh, what was the craziest thing that happened back then <laughs> from all that? I mean, you opened well, I mean, the, cra- the craziest thing is without doubt when we, when we, went, to, um, when we went to America uh, the first time, um, we were actually um, brought over by a group of record labels that wanted a showcase right yeah so we had like i don't know 11 11 i think it was record labels that all chipped in you know a few grand or whatever to get the band to la to showcase is it the is it the srs rehearsal studios or whatever it's almost like a you know a showcase venue it's like an awesome stage and a giant pa and a beautiful bar that you play in you know and um we did a showcase there right and and it, you know, went really well, and um, that went on to more and more showcases, and then private showcases. You know, playing to just like one A and R guy in in the Viper Room during the day, and you know, like we were you know getting picked up by limos and taken out for dinner, and you know, like people you know recognizing us in the in the bars around town, and they'd all heard about Super Heist and how we were about to be the next big thing and all this, and it was all. It was, it was wild. And then, so that was all awesome. And then, you know, we came back to Australia. This is um, 2001. Mm. We came back to Australia and, um, you know, there was all these um, offers coming in from labels in America and, you know, really significant record deals. And, and then um, about maybe a week later, um, some airplanes flew into some really tall buildings mm. in New York and America effectively shut down till February the next year, 2002. And by then the, the, the heat had gone out of it. Like, who, you know, maybe like the A&R people that were wanted to sign us and, you know, they're not at that label anymore because they all move around so, so yeah, much. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and it just, that virtually killed the whole momentum 
of what we were trying to do is that September 11 moment, you know, like not that I'm crying about it because, you know, some, a lot of other people suffered way worse than that, that's for sure. Mm. But it, it was a really significant moment because it's almost like everything that we'd worked for to that point had just, and, and we were there, you know, like we were, we were literally a couple of phone calls away and a couple of emails away from signing a US record deal with a major label. And then it, ooh, gone. That, it, it, and it ne never really came back. You know, we went back, you know, that was kind of the pressure of all that and, and the disappointment of all that, you know, that probably was the catalyst for Berger leaving in the first place yeah. or us having a falling out with Berger, so to speak, you know, didn't handle it very well. None of us did, you know, none of us handled it well. And, um, and then, you know, we went back the next year with Joey, but didn't have anywhere near the same impact, you know? So, so that, you know, that I would say that's the craziest thing that's happened to super heist or the most significant thing. Um, the, there's a million even, you know, ridiculous, crazy stories that I could tell. In fact, I should write a book because some of them are just, Good. oh man, if I told you some of the shit. That goes <laughs> what about our keyboard player um, was arrested in Mexico. <laughs> For, for buying cocaine off an eight-year-old. Oh. <laughs> I'm not making in in a strip club at about three a.m. and I'm not making that up. And the only way that he didn't end up in prison is because our drunken manager Greg Donovan, who's like one of the biggest managers in Australia now, if not the biggest, our drunken manager managed to bribe the officials. <laughs> <laughs> to let him go and then we were kicked out of mexico all of us like armed escort to the border <laughs> get out man that is so there you go there's another crazy one for you maybe maybe you should write that book or do a podcast or or maybe it should be like a, a mini series man i'd write a book but i'd have to suppress the names you know <laughs> <laughs> Just insert in the best interests of everyone. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, <laughs> do you? I mean, do you catch up with any of those guys these days? Oh, look, it's a strained relationship. Um, you know, I still, I'm still on good terms with Drew, yeah, bass player, yeah, yeah, um, and Burger. You know, I've been, I've been friends with Burger since we were, you know, nine, ten years old. So, you know, even though, you know, we had a falling out for a couple of years over the super highs, you know, breakup back then, I suppose, um, you know, we're still good mates to today, you know. I still send him, so I still, send, in fact, I sent him the whole, you know, a whole stack of demos because he said, oh, maybe I, sh I should have a go again. And I'm like, yeah, go on then. He goes, well, send me some songs. And then I just never hear back, you know. Aww. I've been doing that for years with him and I just never hear back. I don't know. But we, you know, we talk about football and business, and you know, we're 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 good mates. That makes me really happy to hear, dude. You know, yeah, good. And obviously, we, you know, I was obviously on, you know, friends with Sean. He passed away, yes. um, a, a, a couple of years ago, and that was very sad for everybody, and um, in particular Drew, who was very close to Sean. So you know, that that was a tough time for everyone. So. 
yeah, but here we are now. We're about to release another album. So yeah, man, you know, absolutely just it's not, it's not without its uh, without its stories and without its um, ups and downs and you know, and it's a privilege to be able to still do it and, and still make music. And you know, I've, I've stopped caring what people think about how we go about things and you know how it sounds and I know how super heist is supposed to sound and and I reckon uh, I reckon the fans will agree and it's by the sounds of it you agree. I do. It's very super heist. Good man. Good. That's what I was saying. That's like I one. love the tone. I love the I love that it's old school and new school. It's got all the best of, of everything in there. And I think yeah that's what people are gonna be saying about it is you know yeah, it's an interesting thing, you know, and that, that, this is why I love Super Heist because it's become its own thing regardless of the, you know, it's a, regardless of the sum of its parts, it's its yeah. own thing. Like it seems to, you know, no matter who's singing or what variation of the style of music that we do, you can still tell it's Super Heist, you know, whether it's the more, you know, d- delving into a more commercial element like Ghost of the Social Dead Mm. or whether it's, you know, the prize recruit or MMXX or IRCR or even Apocalypse, you can still tell that it's super heist. 100%. I think, anyway. No, 100%. 100%. Are you going to try and tackle some of the uh, older material as well when you, when you start playing? Is it going to be a bit of a blend as well? Well, we, we haven't given it too much thought yet because um, obviously it's a weird one, you know, like... Yes. Am I going to do? Am I going to try and emulate Burger, Joey, and 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 Zeke? Um, I think what we'll do is we'll probably play, you know, the 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 hits sort of thing. Um, yep. And then uh, I've got my eyes on a few that I like to do from the past, like the Hollow Blue. I'd like yep. to sing that Beach View. I'd like to do that. Um, you know that sort of thing, and um, you know. Bring back step back. That's another one I'd like to sing. Bang up, you know that sort of stuff. Um, and then I, I don't know how I'll go with the other stuff, but we'll have we'll have a look at it and and uh, and see what sounds the best and make sure we've got a great show. We've got a great voice, dude. So you know, I'm I'm keen. Well, thanks. It's, it's not something that I, that I ever envisaged myself doing. You know, like. I always thought it looked like too much work. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I didn't want to be the drummer either, you know. It's just too much shit to carry around. But, um, <laughs> but it was, you know, I'd done it with, I dabbled with it with my solo stuff, which is Rifleman, you know, which I, you know, waited a long time before I decided to do some vocals myself. But I got some confidence out of that and, um, you know, do moving into super heist and you know simon and myself um sharing the vocal duties and you know me doing all the you know the the melodic stuff i wanted to not sound like rifleman either you know like Mm. so i had to find a new voice one that suited super heist but was still authentic to myself so that's what you hear it's just a bit more aggressively sung really you know and the the rappy i mean i'm not a rapper you know i don't confess to be a rapper I'm, you know, I'm from Fran- I'm, I was brought up in Frankston and now I live in Black Mountain in the country. <laughs> you know, I'm not really the rapper, hip hop, you know, homeboy, but I, uh, I found a version of that that I could 
feel comfortable with myself to be able to perform on the record. So um, it's more, I guess, more um, uh, melodyless spoken word rhythmic stuff. You know, it's not so much rapping. I wouldn't say anyway. I don't know. It's the delivery is really good though. I didn't. Yeah, well, I've tried, you know, we've, we've we've certainly you know delved into some character to try you yeah. know to give it some some spice, you know. So you know, there's a lot of layering and stuff that's going on. There's some cool production work in there, and and yeah, look, I, I'm very happy with it. You know, across the across the board, you know, generally when I put out an album, I'm like 90% stoked on it. You know, but there's a couple of those moments that are like, oh, I wish I could change that now. You know, or that bit's a little bit cringe. I wish I could, you know, change that lyric or whatever. And this, but this record, it's like complete, and it's uh, it's I'm 100 percent happy with it. You know, you should be because it kicks ass, brother. Thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you. No, and there's cool. going to be a part two as well. So it, really? we we ended up with so many songs and so many great songs, and and the way we put the record together was we wanted to make sure that the album was cohesive to its brothers on the, you know, each song was, was a, a brother or a sibling to the, to the next song, you know, like a real close knit group of songs that all represented the, the, the one vision, you know, and the, and the one sentiment, if you will. And, and so that meant that out of our stable of 24 songs that, that we did for this record to choose from, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's all the best songs on, on this album. Mm. We've actually, because they weren't, they didn't fit that mold of it's a definite relation to this song. You know, it, there's, there's, there wasn't a correlation as deep as these songs have to each other. So that's why we decided we're going to do a part two as well. So part two is in its, you know, finished mixing stage at the moment. And so, and that'll come out not so in the not so distant future. Awesome. Well, and what about vinyl? We're looking at vinyls. We've got vinyls. Yeah, so we're definitely going to do vinyl. Um, the, the problem we've run into is there's just such a long lead time on these things now. It's like five months. So, um, and obviously you have to have your finished product, your finished mixed mm. mastered product before you can, and your artwork and all that done before you can actually go and um, get your vinyl pressed in time for your release, right? So we would have had to have finished this album in, you know, March. <laughs> so it's crazy. And we wouldn't want to wait that long to release it, you know, because it's got shit to do, got to move on, you know, yep. start the next record or whatever. So um, we're going to wait and we're going to, uh, because part two will be, you know, mixed in the next month, we'll then do a double album for the vinyl. So the vinyl will have both part one and part two. Um, and it'll be like a collector's item type thing. I'm down for that. I'm, I'm definitely down for that. That's an awesome idea. But uh, Yeah. That, I mean, that, that, that idea came from out of frustration about not being able to get this one out at, at the same time, but I think it's a better result. I, I came up with an idea. I spoke to another band about this, that we take all those, uh, the uh, Adele albums and all the Harry Styles albums where they just chewed up all the vo the the vinyl production because <laughs> there's tons of those sitting at JB, but you know, <laughs> and all these other yeah. bands are like, hey, we, we want to get our we take those 
we melt them down and then, yep. you know. And remake them. Yeah, recycle. Put some good music on them instead. Yeah, that's it. Take <laughs> garbage and put metal in its place. I don't know. Yeah, I'm down for that idea. The people I'm down. I'll, 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 I'll invest. <laughs> okay, I think, you know, I, I, I think it's a good idea. You know, it's, yeah. the world will be a much better place. Yeah, It will be. <laughs> 5,000 copies of that bloody Adele album. But uh, yeah. anyway, but dude, it's been uh, really cool hanging out with you. As a, as a long-time fan. It's been, man, this has been a really enjoyable interview, I must say. It's been fun. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> awesome, but, uh, man. Hopefully, we'll be able to do this in, in, in person in future over a beer. Where are you? I'm on the Gold Coast. Oh, it's not that far. Yeah, let's yeah. do that. We'll arrange that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Well, um. I just have a request. Play some Hagar Van Halen on the way out. And that'd be awesome. Oh, man. That's <laughs> man, man. I, I, one day, one day I'm going to do it. And we're going to be a, a, what do you call it? A, one of those speakers, those uh, Tony Robertson speakers. And I'm going to come out to dreams, you know, yeah. Head, the headset and the, yeah. and the, the power suit. It's inspiring, man. Yeah, <laughs> no, I do love Hagar. I, I, I've got his, I just, I've got his, we're going to reread Red somewhere. I've got Red over there. I'm going to reread it. I love it. Guy looks like he's like 45 and he's like 73 or something. He's amazing. I just don't get it. I don't understand. <laughs> it's he's not- like the, yeah, he's like the evergreen elf or something. He's amazing. <laughs> well, Roth, uh, uh, as much as I love Roth, he's, uh, He's, he's he hasn't weathered quite as well. <laughs> no, no, he's he's not. No, like you see the old old photos of him back in back in the day, and he's yeah. he's yeah. And I love hearing he, I love hearing his interviews though. He's he's batshit crazy. <laughs> I saw I saw David Lee Roth at, um, on his skyscraper tour with um, Steve Vai with the the double neck heart guitar. Remember oh. that? Yeah, that was amazing. And what a showman. We'll show him one day, one day. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't think I will get a chance to see him now, but you know, hopefully Hagar, you uh, know, will be still around in the next twenty years. But uh, did you hear the, the 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 song that his son did for him? No, check it out. I can't remember what it's called. No, um, Wolfgang Van Halen. Oh, Wolfie, yeah, dad. yeah, the Mammoth. Yeah. yeah, it's sick. Yeah, Mammoth. Did you hear the single that he yeah. did for his dad? Man, it's phenomenal! Oh, dude. what a what a killer song! What a talent that guy is! Man, yeah, what a cool kid too! You know, yeah, he, isn't he the bass player? Was the bass player in Tremonti as well? That's I think he was. Whoa, he was he's good. I mean, he's I mean, he's, man, he's awesome. Man. <laughs> yeah, one of you, Eddie Van Halen's son. Oh man! All right. Well, mate, we will Thanks have all me. the links down here. Uh, the new album, MMXX. There, there you go. It is late. Uh, we'll have all the links down here. It comes out this week. Brother, you take care, and we will see you very soon. Thank you.